0: Thank you for joining us on our LWCC podcast. Right now, you're going to hear a message from our senior pastor and founder of Living Word, Pastor Ruben Reina. Let's jump into our word. Uh, there's so much peace in the house of the Lord. You might, you might have it on your knees, and that's one place to get your peace, but also there's the peace of coming to the house of God. And it's just something beautiful that happens. Hallelujah. So are you happy? Aren't you glad you're inside and not outside? Getting wet? <laughs> and There we go. Hallelujah. Well, I'm excited. Abraham is our figure today, and Abraham, God told him, "Look, and that's what you're going to possess." So spiritually, we got spiritual eyes within us. We got the Father, we got the Son, but we got the Holy Spirit living inside of us. Listen to me, he's not a ghost. He's a person. He's got a mind, he's got a will, and he's got emotions. That's why sometimes when you feel bad because you did something wrong, it's the Holy Spirit reflecting his emotions through you and telling you you're wrong. When you get weird sometimes, the Holy Spirit will correct you and tell you, that's not my mind, that's your mind working. So get rid of your emotions and get back to where you belong, Jojo. Get back to Jesus, amen. Get back to Jesus. I'd like to start right there in John chapter 14, verse 3. John 14, verse 3, and we were covering Abraham, but I want to use this thing to kick off some things that I want to say today. It says, And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. How many know if you're born again, you're headed towards heaven? So all the trials that you go through, they're just cutting away things that God doesn't want you to have. That's all it is. It's a very sharp knife taking away the excess that you should not have. And God has a way of doing that. That's why it said, I think it was one of the writers that wrote that to make a man of God, it takes 20 years. 20 years because he's got to fashion that man. And that man will go through things that he's never gone through in his whole life. That man will have failures in his life. But failures are just a thing to make him aware of how human he is and how spiritual he can become and stand for God, not by might nor by power, but by his spirit. So when we understand that God is for us and he's not against us, then something happens inside of us. There is a force inside of us that makes you say, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me daily. It gives me an unction to function. It gives me this vitality that I never had, but now I have it. And I'm too legit to quit, so I'm going to go right through it. So we have to come to that place. But don't forget what he says here. If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again, receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. We are heaven bound. And we don't even know how beautiful heaven is. Abraham had a vision to possess land. And I was thinking about all these things that are happening here in the United States. All the garbage that's taken place. That we're getting new doctrines. It's not a he or a she. I don't know what it is anymore. But all this lingo that's changing and all this stuff, this communist stuff that we're having now. I don't believe that that's God. America stood by the Bible all the time. And I believe that the church of the living God is going to get stronger and stronger and stronger. (laughs) Not weaker, but stronger. And I believe not only that, but you're going to have a voice of a lion. You are going to roar like a lion. And that lion is going to come out of you roaring. When you don't want to speak about God, he's going to roar and say, so You better talk before you have an OD of the Holy Ghost while you're standing here. So I believe that God is preparing a place for us. And it's one of the most beautiful places because we believe in the resurrection. That's a vision. The resurrection is a vision. We have an audience in heaven. We have all kinds of people cheering us on. We probably have a living word audience up there. Cheering us on saying, Ponle, keep going. Don't you dare quit. Don't you dare stop. Just keep on going because I'm about to do something more powerful in your life. But here's the thing, is that as we're seeing... Things happen right in front of us. The Bible is being fulfilled in front of us. When I got saved, I wasn't seeing what I'm seeing today. I was seeing gospel. I was seeing revival. And I'm still seeing revival. But the changes in this world are literally the changes that God spoke about in chapter 24 of the book of Matthew. That he is preparing his church in the middle of all these changes. So if he's preparing his church, we need to keep our vision right in front of us. Because if we want to have revival, one of the greatest things that can keep you is that we are heaven bound. We are heaven bound. There's nobody that can steal our heaven from us. There is nobody that can steal the revival from us because we are heaven bound. And if you keep that in focus... You're going to resurrect, even when you don't feel like resurrecting, your flesh is going to resurrect, your spirit is going to resurrect, your mind is going to resurrect, and you're going to feel totally different of who you are, who you are. How many ever threw the towel away and said, that's it, I'm done, and God threw it back at you? No, you're not. And that's why you're here, here sitting today. Aren't you grateful that God does not quit with you? He does not quit. He does not quit. Go with me to the book of Thessalonians. <clears throat> and let's go to 2nd Thessalonians. And we're going to look at chapter 2. And here's the other thing I wanted to tell you. You guys better keep a Bible, a Bible, a written Bible with you in your car or in your house. And I'll tell you why. If you're just using the iPhone, they can turn you off anytime. You better get yourself a real Bible. A real Bible that you could read because when they turn that thing off, they possess, they possess you. But this Bible will never disappear. Yeah. It, withstood, it withstood the time of, uh, the testings of time. So listen to 2 second, second, uh, Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 2. That you be no, not soon shaken in mind or trouble neither by spirit nor by war, word nor by letter as from us as they that as that day of Christ is at hand so here's a letter that somebody was pushing he says don't pay attention to those letters what you need to pay attention to is our words that are spoken here in our bible listen to verse 3 let no man deceive you by any means For that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first. And the man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called, all that is called God, or that is worshipped, so that he, as God, sitteth at the temple of God, showing showing himself that he is God. Remember ye not, remember ye not. That when I was yet with you, I told you these things. And now ye know what withholdeth, he, that he might be revealed in his time. For the mysteries of iniquity already worked. Only he, underline the word he, who now leadeth will lead until he be taken out of the way. One of these days, he. The Holy Spirit that is giving us vision, that is giving us drive, that is protecting us, that is moving towards us. One of these days, he, it says it literally in verse 6 and verse 7, he, not a she, he, a he. That's the Holy Spirit. You cannot convert him into anything. He will always be God, the third person of the Trinity. So he that he might be revealed in this time. For the mysteries of iniquity already work. Only he who now leadeth will lead, and he be taken away. Who's gonna be taken away? The Holy Spirit. He is the restrainer, he is restraining everything. He is restraining the judgment, he is restraining us that we don't get hurt. He is restraining the church, he's protecting the church. Just like the waters, when Moses hit the waters and the waters opened, who restrained it? The Holy Spirit, he kept that water open. It was God keeping the water open so that the people could walk through that water because the Holy Spirit is the restrainer of evil. The Antichrist cannot appear until the Holy Spirit gets out of the way. The Antichrist spirit could be in in, in areas, but while the Holy Spirit is here, he cannot have full dominion of what he was supposed to do. Why? Because greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And in order for the... For the Antichrist to show up, the church has to disappear. It has to disappear. Are you getting it? (laughs) He, the Holy Spirit, the man that walks inside of you. The Holy Spirit, God, the Holy Spirit that walks inside of you. You're not here because we gave you AA. You're not here because we gave you education. You're here because we gave you Holy Ghost fire. That's the reason why you're alive. And don't tell me that you're too weak. No, the Holy Spirit is not weak to whom you yield your members to obey each servant you become of. So if you give yourself to the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit can keep you no matter what happens. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is designed to keep us in the middle of trouble. The Holy Spirit is designed to keep us away from temptation. The Holy Spirit is designed to pull us through temptation. And make us men and women that can stand. Because we have a vision that one of these days we're going to see the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. That is our vision. And when the Holy Spirit is moved out of the way, listen to verse 8. And then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him who's coming after the works of Satan, with all power, signs, and lying wonders. How many know that the Antichrist will, the false prophet will be having a big mouth? And he'll be creating miracles. He'll be creating fire coming down from heaven. People getting healed to deceive people that are here. And because the Holy Spirit is gone. And the people that stay behind. You're going to be punished like you've never been punished. Because the Holy Spirit is no longer here giving you grace. Putting up with you. No, Once the Holy Spirit is lifted. The only way you're going to get saved is by being beheaded. With a guillotine just cutting off your neck. That's the only way where you profess, I'm not going to disobey God. I'm going to give my life as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, which is my reasonable service. I'm going to put it on that guillotine. And if I die, I'm going right to heaven. But if I take the mark, I will never enter heaven. So it's easy right now because the Holy Spirit is restraining. We're living in the age of grace. Grace. You don't deserve grace, but you receive it because he's here to give it. So verse 9. Am I in verse 9 or verse 10? Okay, thank you. Somebody's paying attention. Nine. Even him who cometh after the workings of Satan with all power, signs, and lying lying wonders, and with all deceptiveness, right? And unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. So how many know God opens up the door for salvation and they don't want it? And God still opens it up? But when the Holy Spirit leaves, that means that the door is going to be closed. You can have this church when we're gone. Because you're staying behind. You'll be looking to see, where's, where's John? Where's La Loca Maria, where is she? The Lord took her. But when they don't receive Christ, after the God, is, the Spirit is lifted, there's no more salvation. Listen to verse 11. For this cause God shall send, listen to this, them strong delusions, That they should believe a lie. The delusion, the spell that he's going to put. People are going to believe lies. That's all they're going to believe is the lie of the Antichrist. That they all might, verse 12, that they all might be damned. Who believe not in the truth and have pleasure in unrighteousness. How many have ever heard people say, I'm going to sin until I want, I don't care. But once they're in bed, they care. Once they're in the hospital, they care. But in this place, they're going to go sinning all the way, but heavens is not going to be open unless they give their lives totally and their heads are beheaded. So if you love your family, if you love your children, you ought to be teaching the gospel to them and leading them to the Lord because you don't want to see them lost and you don't want to see them staying behind. Well, it's getting quiet in this holy place. Verse 13, but we are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord, because God has. From the beginning, chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the spirit and believe of the truth. Thank God for God dealing with us. Thank God that we're going through a process and we're growing. That's why when people fail in front of me, we're living in the age of grace. Give me your hand. I rebuke that devil. Get up and start living right again. Why? Because it's grace. We should never close the doors on crazy people. Especially if they want to come to church, just tell them, sit down right there and shut up and listen to the word. Yeah. Well, don't tell them like that, but just, you know, yeah. in, in a nice, firm way. Listen to the word because God wants to save you. Why do we do that? Because we know that the Holy Spirit is going to be lifted. And playing time is over. It's over. Because at that time, you're going to have to give your neck up. And guess why they're going to cut, it, cut you? Because the Antichrist wants all your parts. When they do a clean cut with a guillotine, the brain is still there. And the nerves are still there. And the, you know, the kidneys, the heart, everything's still there. They can reuse those things. That's what they're doing already without a guillotine. So if they gave you a heart in the hospital, thank God. They gave you a kidney, thank God. The grace of God is still here. But when the Antichrist comes, he's going to take it whether you like it or not. Whether you're sick or not. If you don't want to take the mark, he's going to take it. He's going to take it. Well, hallelujah. (laughs) (laughs) Listen to the exhortation in verse 15. Therefore, brethren, stand fast. Come on, stand fast. Stand strong. And hold to the traditions which you have been taught. Whether by word or our epistle. Whether you heard us or by our writings. So, does this Bible lie? You can read the whole chapter. And you'll find out. Thank God for the grace of God that we're here. And we're here for one thing. We have a vision that we're headed for heaven. And we want to take everybody with us. Yes. We want to take our family with us. Why? Because it's the dispensation of grace. But it's not going to last forever. They're saying that the San Andreas Fall. Listen, since I've been young, they've been saying about the Sandreas Fall that it's going to crack and we're going to go into the ocean. Now they're saying that something hit the Sandreas fault and it's all messed up now that it's going to go to the ocean. And everybody's afraid. It's time to go fishing because everybody's afraid. Let me say it again it's time to go fishing because everybody's afraid. Tell them it is cracked. We are going down. But we got a way out. We got a way out is accepting Jesus in your heart. We got to be soul winners. Turn around and tell your neighbor, it's time to win some souls, neighbor. Now say this, stop looking at your problems and look at people. Amen. People have a need. I have problems 24-7. People have a need. We've got to get this gospel out. We can't be just licking our wounds. Oh, for me. Jesus, help me. Help me. <laughs> he already gave you salvation. Yeah. Read the word. Get up. Get dressed. Let's do some war. And let's get the sissy, that sissy spirit out of us. Well, I don't know if they're going to receive it. Who cares? Tell them. We didn't want it. When they first told me, I was headed for the draft board. And I was a young man. Going to, I was going to go to uh, Vietnam. My mother was praying for me. And I went in the elevator. And there's this guy testifying to me. And my anger, and I had a dagger. I wanted to stab the guy. He would not stop preaching to me in the elevator. I got off of the elevator to sign my papers and everything, and, and, and he waited for me. I thought I got rid of him. And I got on the elevator, and he was there. I said, man, I'm going to stab this guy. I hate this guy, this, this Jesus. I hate this thing. And I got off the elevator, and he says, One thing before I leave, you're going to get saved. I planted a seed in you. You might not want it now, but I planted a seed. I'll see you. Listen to this word. I will see you in heaven. And guess what? I got saved later on. Thank God I didn't go to Vietnam because I was flat-footed. Thank God for the laws of the government. I told my mom I didn't go. I says I knew it. You ain't going nowhere. You're going to do what God wants you to do and the day's going to come when you're going to do it. Amen. So we're not, we're not afraid of people. Start being kind and leading people to the Lord because they need Jesus. If they die without Jesus, you'll never see them again. If they die in Jesus, you will see them again. We will cry, we will weep, but we will see him again. That is the hope of the resurrection. I have prepared a place for you that where I am you will be also. Let's go backwards on Thessalonians. Thessalonians, let's go to Thessalonians chapter <clears throat> chapter 4. And let me read a scripture here. It says in chapter 4 of 1st Thessalonians Let's look at verse 3. For this is the will of God, even your sanctification. That means you're setting apart where God sanctifies you and you start cleaning up. You abstain from fornication. What is fornication? Fornication is having sex without getting married. That's what fornication is. And apparently, they were having a problem with it because Paul puts it there. Don't be fornicating that's what he was saying there. well you know I love her well get her get married. if you love her marry her. if you love him marry him but don't be having sex with her without getting married you can you could get your handkerchiefs and just go. This is what God is saying. I ain't saying it. This is what God's saying. Now look at verse 4. That every one of you should know how to possess his vessel, your body, in sanctification and honor. So in other words, got, if you're saved, you've got power. I don't know if I should say this. You keep your zipper up. Oh, yeah, I just said it. Sanctify yourself. In other words, I'm gonna live for God. I'm gonna live clean. I'm gonna do what God wants me to do, and that's all there is to it. I love you, but I can't do that no more because I love you. If I love you, I'm gonna take you and marry you if you wanna get married, or else we're saying goodbye. You're not gay if you say that. You're Holy Ghost. You're Holy Ghost. Okay. Why is he saying all this? He's saying it because he wants them to go to heaven. You could, you could read all of chapter four. And here's where you start. Look at, look at verse 13. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren. Concerning them that are asleep. Who's asleep right now? All those that have died in Jesus. Because they were worried about their death. people that had died. Those that sleep. The word sleep is for dying. That's what, But he's using the word sleep. Because they're still alive. That you sorrow not even as others which have no hope. He says you've been born again. You died, your parents died, your family died. They're just sleeping. Their bodies are there. They might have decayed. Is that the right word? Yeah. Yeah. They're falling apart, but they're still there. They're still there. God is God. He can resurrect them, put them all, all the particles together, can come together and create a man, a woman. That's God for you. This is in verse 14. For if we believe that Jesus died and arose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. What a picture. Let me read it again. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, do we believe that? Even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. What is he saying? He's saying that their spirit is upstairs. The person person that died is upstairs. That he is going to bring them back to wake up the body. This is the verse 15. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we should which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. Here's the key. We're not going to stop them. They're going to resurrect whether we like it or not. Is that what you're reading? Let me read it again because there's only one amen. amen. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive, are we alive? Yes. And remain unto the coming of the Lord, are we remaining? Yes. Shall not prevent them which are asleep. In other words, don't worry about them. God has it under control. Don't worry. Tell your neighbor, don't worry. worry. Verse 16, listen, this is the beautiful one. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trump of God. This is going to be a party. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. I said, "The dead in Christ, not the dead of living word, not the dead of that churchless name, the dead in Christ. those that were walking with him on the earth, the dead in Christ, which are in heaven. Verse 17, that we which are alive and remain. Shall be caught up together with them in the clouds. Hallelujah. Woo. Hallelujah. Let, let, let me read that again. That we which are alive. Are you alive? Yeah. And remain. Shall be caught up together with them in the clouds. To meet the Lord in the air. So shall we ever be with the Lord. Then he says these words. Comfort one another with these words. Where, where is Stella? She's sleeping. Hallelujah. Where, where is God? She's sleeping. He's sleeping. Where is joy? She's sleeping. But their spirit is up in heaven. And when that trumpet sounds, whoo, the dead in Christ will rise first. First. That'll be a scene all over the world. The dead in Christ rising first. And we which are alive and remain shall be caught up. All of a sudden, our bodies will be transformed into heavenly bodies. And boom, we'll meet the Lord in the air. I'll be saying to Tyler, come on, Tyler, give me five, brother. Give me five. We're floating now, all of us, to heaven together with all those that have died in Christ Jesus. God will call those bodies out the minute they hear the trumpet, they'll step out. I don't know how God will do it, but your tios, your tatarabuelos, your abuelos, your uncles, your aunts, and everybody else will resurrect because they were serving God. And then we, which are alive, then remain, will be the last ones, but we'll meet them up in the air. Meet them up in the air to be with them forever. Forever. Isn't that comforting? Does it pay to be a Christian? Absolutely. It's better than gold. It's better than silver. It's better than all the money that we can possess on this earth. Knowing that we're going straight to heaven. That we've been sealed by the salvation that God's given us. And we're taking care of ourselves so that we can accomplish what God wants us to accomplish on the earth. We're not here just to be here. We are here because we got a message. The message is Jesus can save you. Jesus can take care of you. And I don't want you to be left behind without God in your heart. Are you ready? What do you got to do? Sanctify yourself. What does that mean? Means that you have to set yourself apart for God. Does that mean that you have a halo and you have to dress like a priest? No. No. Just be you. It is a relationship between you and your God that is constantly, constantly talking. Why we pray is because we're constantly talking. Why do we read? Because we're constantly talking. Why do we fast? Because we're constantly talking. Why? Because we're keeping our our bodies in shape so that we can be ready to do whatever God wants us to do. But if that trumpet sounds, we're up. Can you imagine people left behind that were, got the taste of Jesus but decided not to follow God? And then they're going to come out with a mark, which we're, pretty, we're getting there pretty, pretty fast. That the only way that you can buy or sell is going to be by the mark on your right hand. And they have the technology now to put a little chip in you. They're doing it now. They're putting it down here and they can go and just shop. I don't know if it's the right or left, but the Bible says it's going to be the right hand. Why the right hand? Because the right hand is the right hand of power. And you'll have a chip. If you don't put it on, then they'll cut your head off. It'll either be on your forehead or on your right hand. I don't want to be there for I don't want to be here for that. And then to top it off, the restraining power right now that we have, the Holy Spirit is protecting us. Yeah, we see tragedy, but the Holy Spirit is protecting his people. He is restraining all this force, all this witchcraft that tries to hit her. They can't hit you. They hit you. You can feel a little bit, but that's about it. Why? Because God has a restraint on him. In the name of Jesus, the devil ain't got no power compared to God's power. You can't compare the devil to God. God is superior than the devil. He's always been. He'll always be. Always be. So that's the way you got to look at it. No, no. When he tells you and condemns you, get up and shake yourself and say, you later for you, devil, later for you. I got somebody living inside of me and that's greater than anything else in the world. So the little Mickey Mouse trials that you're going through, they're Mickey Mouse. How I many have ever put that little cap on Mickey Mouse? <laughs> They're Mickey Mouse trials. I mean, when you first get saved, you're kicking, you know what I mean? You're kicking and you're growing and you go like, ah, I just made it, man. I just saw my Sancho and I just I ran. I seen my ex and I ran. It's okay. As long as you live for God, who cares? God will give you your partner that you're supposed to be with. You'll be equally yoked because you love Jesus together and you will do great things because now when you get married, it's double the trouble. I married Stella when she was 18. She had the baddest Afro that attracted me. (laughs) Like a chia plant, you put the thing... (laughs) She had one of the most beautiful Afros, man. And that was during the time they had Afros. The girls were spending 50 bucks just to have an Afro. And Stella just put water and boom. And I I would say, man, that's a bad Afro, Stella. Man, that's nice and beautiful. You're beautiful, I used to tell her. Man, why am I saying that? I just got off on that. Well, I was in love. That's what I was saying. And we got married. Got married. When you find the right partner, I got saved and then she got saved. When you find the right partner and you're, you're married and you serve the Lord together, double the trouble for the enemy. Double the trouble because one Holy Ghost couple can accomplish a lot of things. Look at Raul, he's over there dancing. He's got the energy of a 16-year-old. You know, I'm going like, man, I can't do that. I'll fall apart. But I can do the cha-cha. (laughs) But I'm just saying, we're at different levels all the time. Why not do God's will? Why not accomplish what God wants us to accomplish? And let me put it this way. If God called you to do something specific, you need to let me know. So I can help you get to your destiny. Uh, there's some ladies here, might be, you might be another Catherine Coleman. She was a single lady. That lady, man, I went to Anaheim to see her, and me and Stella got in at the inn, at the inn, and I remember she, she was floating through. To this, this place is small compared to what, and she was older. And she called out all the people to come out of their wheelchairs. A thousand people came out off of their wheelchairs. I cried like never before because I saw the biggest miracle. Stella did too. We cried like babies because we saw the people walking. Something happens. You never know. We got another Catherine Kuhlman here. Never know. She might be Chicana. She might be black. She might be white. I don't care. Whatever it might be. She's still a human being and that's all that matters. God is looking for some good, solid people. And there might be some Billy Grahams here. It might be some other people. You don't know what God's going to do. But you need to allow yourself to be groomed by God. And submit yourself. I'll groom you. I'll take you, groom you. And fix you. And help you get to your destiny. Why? Because that's my job. And that's what I like to do. Can't wait to get my hands on you. Get those devils out of you. That comes with a package. That's just put it in We're going to have communion, but let me ask you this. Are you ready if you would die today? If you're sitting here and you say, I'm not ready. Well, you better get ready because I'm warning you. That is the season. You can see all the craziness that's happening, even to the United States. I've seen bad things, but i am seeing worse things that I've ever, ever seen in my entire life. You need to be ready. You need to be ready. I wonder if you're here and you're listening to me with your eyes open. And you say, Pastor, if I was to die right now, I wouldn't make heaven. I know I wouldn't make heaven. I know it. That's the way it was put to me. That's why I got saved. That's why I gave my life to Jesus. Because I knew down deep inside that I wasn't wasn't ready. I just wasn't. I knew it. I knew it. I just saw a picture of me when I was that age, at 18. I saw myself. I said, man, you were young. Young. I am so glad I got saved. I am so grateful that I didn't have to see all the chaotic stuff that I already seen. I'm glad I didn't end up in prison. I'm glad that I didn't know. I'm just glad that God reached out and just got me. Got me. And that's, that's why. Are you ready? And if you're not, let me tell you, we love you. But God loves you more than we do. And he's restraining all the forces of hell against you. He's restraining him. Just like he held back that, that sea, the Red Sea, he held it back. That's the way he's holding everything back for you, for your life. Because that's how much he loves you. If you say, Pastor Ruben, that's me. Come on, be honest for the first time. I'm not going to put you in jail. I'm not going to shut the doors and shut you down. No, i am doing none of those things. Just a simple prayer to allow Jesus in your heart. It is the most important decision you will ever make in your life. And that will start the journey. And nobody's perfect. If you've seen people that say they're perfect, they're not perfect. But God does make mature people. That's perfection for him. Maturing them to a level of grace that they understand it. Are you hearing hearing me? Yeah. 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 Listen to me. If you're here and you say, Pastor, I want Jesus. I want you to be sincere with your eyes open. My eyes are open. I just love you. I want to see the best. Maybe you're here and you're backslidden and you're away from God. It's okay. I still love you. God's restraining force is still here. His church is still here. When you see all of us gone and you knock on the door and nobody answers, that means you could have the church. All to yourself. Be blessed. (laughs) Come on. If you're here, lift up your hand and say, Pastor, pray for me. Anybody here? I know you're here. And I'm going to wait because it took me a while. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Anybody here? Yeah, thank you, Rudy. You're safe already. We're okay. Anybody else? You never accepted Jesus. You're safe already. I already know who you are. Anybody? You never said the sinner's prayer. Never accepted Jesus in your life. Now, if you're not committed to him, and you're still playing, well, that's another story. That's a thing that you got to straighten out between you and God. But if you're not safe, that's who I'm after. And that's who God is after because he doesn't want to leave you behind. That's how much he loves you. How many were left behind at your house? They left you alone. They punished you. Didn't that feel weird? Well, that's the way you're going to feel when you don't accept the Lord. You get weird. So come on. Anybody? Okay, we're going to have communion. We're going to have prayer. I'm going to tell Jesus I did my job, but they didn't want it. But it's up to you. It's up to you. Or maybe here you're struggling. I understand that, struggling. And this altar is one of the greatest places where you could just cry it out. I made so many altar calls.